Hey, it's party time, Mom. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. We're in Studio 22, The Mothership, and we are going to be flying into the nether regions of all things Texas today. It's kind of scary when you think about it. Uh, of course, we have Chance the Soulless Ginger rapper Justin Case and Candice. Queen! Just the queen of this studio, right here. Oh! Party pal, Steve! All by myself. Over there in the pub. And of course, Lisa Page of Lisa Page made me do it in the hot seat. Guys, this is going to be a scary episode. It's going to be scary because it's going to be so much truth that's going to be poured out. Um, if, if, this can, if what I'm going to tell you today can happen in the state of mm-hmm. Texas, uh, I love to quote my friend Colonel Allen West, so goes Texas, so goes the nation. Mm-hmm. It's true. And we're seeing a switch. We're seeing a change. People have always looked at Texas as being that last bastion of independence, of standing tall and thinking independently, that place of freedom. I've had Texans over the years who said in many cases, you know, that jokingly tongue in cheek, but with an element of truth to it, that we'd rather be Texans than Americans in a lot of cases. But that is that remaining true today. We're going to get into that. And let me just start right now. With this clip, pay very close attention. California used to be the place where everyone dreamed of going. Now people dream of leaving. Eventually, I'm going to move out of California. Somebody moves from California to Dallas, they may live a better life. That's because Texas offers the best business climate in America. Come one, come all. Come on to Texas, but you got to understand something. You're coming here because of low taxes and low regulation, and that means you have to vote a certain way. Sometimes there's that new neighbor that everyone can't stop talking about. And that's what's happening now in Boca Chica, itty bitty beach and fishing village barely on the map. Until the rocket company moved in next door. Because we've got a lot of land with nobody around. And so if it blows up, it's cool. Tesla and SpaceX obviously have mass operations in, in California. And I, I have moved to Texas. We don't think that they're going to want us here. Eventually, they're going to want everybody out. Monumental cuts for the Austin Police Department. The city council approved a budget that cuts about a third of that department's money. It's getting even harder for people to find new affordable homes to buy in the Austin area. The region has less than a month's worth of housing inventory right now. Another blow to the Bay Area. Companies leaving town for much cheaper taxes and a cheaper cost of living. This time it's Oracle. On behalf of the entire state of Texas, I welcome Hewlett Packard Enterprises' new global headquarters to the Houston area. And together, we will build a more prosperous future for the great state of Texas. So, we're going to get into it today because I love this state. I love this state very, very much. I love Texas. Texas has been good to me. Uh, I was... (laughs) <laughs> you know, I say it all the time jokingly, but it's true. I was conceived in Texas. I believe life begins in conce- at conception. And even though I grew up in the state of Georgia, Texas welcomed me with open arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been here for almost 20 years. And I love this state. I love it very, very much. The attitude of Texas has always fit my attitude. And I've always said that Texans kind of walk with a humble arrogance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's the humility there, but they also, they know. They know they got a big stick, mm-hmm. and, and that's being taken away in a big way in Texas. So we're going to get into that today. I'm one of those guys who believes in putting your money where your mouth is, 
And I've done that, you know, in talking about running for governor. I've talked, you know, I've considered a lot of things running for Congress in Texas, um, for Texas. There's been a lot of different conversations behind closed doors that I've had of how I can most benefit Texas with my platform and my voice. Um, But it's getting scary. If we don't stand up right now and make some very bold statements about this state, it's not only going to mess up this state, it's going to mess up this nation. Mm -hmm. So it's relevant to everybody, Lisa. Relevant to everybody. So uh, we're going to dig into that today. Are you scared? Are you nervous? Do you Sounds have goose, fun. Do you have goose purples? <laughs> I mean, poor, poor little Steve over there from East Texas down in Corrigan. I ain't scared. Man, you ain't scared. You, they, the boys from over in the Piney Woods, they know what's up. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to get fun today. Whoo! I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to pull, I'm not going to pull any punches. We're going to get into this stuff and we're going to name some names. We're going to, we're going to get into it. I'm going to show you exactly where we're going on this. Uh, before we do, listen, guys, I got a crash course in a home title theft recently, and you better pray this never happens to you because it can ruin you financially. And here's how the crime happens. The legal titles to our homes are kept online where they can be hacked. A, th- a cyber thief finds your home's title, forges your signature on a quick claim deed, and states that you sold your home to him. Then he takes out loans against your home until your equity is gone. You won't know until the collection calls pour in. And you're not protected by insurance, your bank, or common identity theft programs. Home Title Lock protects you. And in the unlikely event you become a victim of title theft, while a member, Home Title Lock is going to spend up to a quarter million dollars in legal fees to help restore your home's title. So go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address to see if you're already a victim. Then use code RADIO. For 30 free days of protection. That's code radio at home, titlelock.com. God bless Texas. We'll be right back. I don't know that people realize how big the state of Texas is, first of all. You know, I. I have hinted around and joked around about things like secession and, and other people like Colonel Allen West has mentioned, you know, secession. And then he, you know, he's come back and said, we're not about seceding. We're about leading. And I appreciate that sentiment. I really do. But I've had a lot of, um, for lack of better words, trolls that have come at me on, on online and said, you know, oh, you don't know what you're talking about with talking about secession and becoming your own republic. It'd just be, a, you'd, it'd just be bloodshed because if you try to pull out of the United States, you know, the United States has this military and blah, blah, blah. What you don't realize is we have huge military bases in our state. If we want to secede, we just keep those military bases. That's what we do. And I understand you got a lot of folks out there that are generals and, and, um, high brass in the military and they tend to lean a little left a lot of times because they've had to kiss a lot of ass to get where they are but the general uh, rank and file of our military they're not that way yeah sure there's liberals in our military but they, by and large they're conservative god-fearing americans that are all about patriotism and they're just tired of putting up with a lot of the bs that we're facing right now uh there's a lot of those men and women here in the state of texas i would remind everybody that not only do we have so much in terms of natural resources but we're about the 10th largest economy in the world uh which people say oh mexico's cartels will move right in on you we have a texas uh guard here that ain't no joke i mean we're a state that has its own military force 
uh, for boots on the ground, not to mention about five major Air Force bases which patrol our skies. So uh, we're pretty, pretty strong and stable in terms of what we're capable of doing when it comes to self-reliance. However, we're giving so much of that away. I have consistently blamed Greg Abbott for whatever reasons, uh, whether you want to call him selling out to big business, selling out to China. There's evidence there. I'm not one to just uh, start throwing fingers around and making just resolute accusations. But let me just say that the very governor in Greg Abbott that ran on the basis that Texas needed to remain intact has brought a wave uh, of that California blue right to our front doors. Now, listen, back in 2015, Abbott based his entire gubernatorial campaign on the growing Californization of cities like Austin that began to implement plastic bag bans, and then there was Denton, Texas, which set out to ban fracking. But during his years in office, Abbott, he's done an about-face. It's been a stark switch from pledging to keep Texas, Texas, to basically begging the CEOs of Fortune 500 companies to move their headquarters to your backyards. And since January of this year, 2020, companies like Tesla, Hewlett-Packard, and Oculus are just a few of the big names that will be navigating their way to the Silicon Hills. Yeah, I said the Silicon Hills. You heard me right, because due to the extreme drive of people from the haven of technology nestled in the armpit of California, and by the way, let me just say, guys, if you're ever out in Silicon Valley, Try, just try to go get in a hotel room. Just your average rank-and-file hotel room. You're going to spend about $700 a mm. night. You know why? They price gouge because they can. There's so much money out there. There's so much control of everything. Austin is now known in the tech world as the Silicon Hills. So guess where we're headed? These companies that are coming in here and their employees are moving to the Lone Star State in the hopes of reaping the rewards of red values and ideals. But let me just tell you, it ain't going to last as long as we continue to allow these things. And it sounds so good to hear about these companies that come in here. So there's 50 companies that are headquartered in Texas that are in the Fortune 500 list. Let me just give you a couple of them. ExxonMobil, uh, McKesson. AT&T, these are all headquartered in Texas. Phillips 66, Valero Energy, Dell Technologies, uh, Cisco, Energy Transfer. Uh, you got American Airlines Group. You have ConocoPhillips. You have um, USAA down in San Antonio. And then you got Plains GP Holdings. And now you're like, well, that's great. You have a lot of oil and gas. You have a lot of these folks that have become household names over the years that keep our people running up and down the road and keep our industries going. But that's changing, Lisa. It's changing. And I'm starting to get nervous because I want to get into it as we move on. Some of the folks that are coming in here uh, are going to vastly change our culture as Texans. Now, where are you from originally? Connecticut, but like you, I feel like I was like born and raised in Texas. Yeah. I love it here. I will never move out of the state. Yeah. I love it. There are things that are going on here. See, we can't all be like party foul Steve. <laughs> you know, Steve. Born and raised right OG here. OG right raised. over there. <laughs> you know, I get accused all the time of being from New York or being from New Jersey or something like that because I was born in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. It just happened to be where my mother was whenever she went into labor. Mm -hmm. She had me there. She couldn't she couldn't travel back somewhere. But that's just where she was. And I was there four months of my life and then grew up in Georgia. Uh, I'm a Georgia boy. 
And so, you know, people love to jump on that. Uh, I'd love to be able to say I was born in Texas. I know. Same. You know, I'd love to be able to say I was born in Texas. That's how much I love this state. Mm -hmm. And there is something to that. And it worries me. Mm -hmm. Because I think that people hear a certain... It's like a harmonic resonance. Do you know what that is? If, if you take a tuning fork and hold it on this side of the room and you ding it, if you're holding a, another tuning fork across the room about 20 feet away, the vibration will pick up on the other tuning fork because like hears like and they'll make the same sound. That's called a harmonic resonance. So that sound wave goes out and it vibrates because it, it's picking up on, a, on a, an innate sound that it's made to make. I think that a lot of people kind of hear that drum beat. They hear mm-hmm. that heartbeat, which is Texas, and they want to come here and, and they truly want to embrace the culture. And that's why I've said over and over again, if, if you want to be a Texan, uh, I did a video that went wildly viral um, about Texas a few years ago. And I jokingly said we ought to have to charge fees to come in on I-10 or I-20 or I-35 or you know, what's the other? We've got 45. we got all these different, um, you know, interstates that come in here. You all have to go through a toll booth just to come into this state. Yeah. That's how great it is. You all have to pay a fee and get a ticket like going to Disney mm-hmm. World. Uh, obviously, I'm joking, but now I'm not. Yeah. Now I'm really starting to get worried. Like, I, I think that when you come here, it almost like you need to live here for four years before you're even allowed to vote. Yes. You need to get it. You need to understand the culture of Texas. And if you don't get it, it's going to rub you the wrong way. Mm-hmm. It really is. Because as I said, that humble arrogance, and I mean that in a complimentary mm-hmm. way. I've said that on like Fox News and stuff, and people have come at me, how dare you call us arrogant? No, no, no. It, you talk about walking tall. Right. And everything's bigger in Texas. Those are arrogant statements, but mm-hmm. they're fun-loving arrogant statements. And there's an element of truth to them. If you're not willing to come in here and embrace it, it, this, it really is, you know, the, the former Republic of Texas. It was his own nation. Texas has the right to fly its flag at the same height as the American flag. It's the only state in the union that has that right because of its former status as its own nation. Uh, you talk about six flags. You have six flags in Georgia. You have various six flags themes. That's a Texas deal. And it talk, the reason it's named Six Flags is because six flags have flown over the state of Texas, right? And so... Here we are. Um, what flag is going to fly next? Because I want you to understand, we have massive amounts of progressive money that are being flooded into this state for political purposes. When Beto O'Rourke ran, when he ran for Senate against Ted Cruz in 2018, uh, my numbers may be off a little bit, but I'm close. There was about $93 million spent on his campaign. That was money from out of state for the most part. There were about 1,600 paid staffers working for Robert Francis O'Rourke's campaign to get him going. And he came so close to beating out Ted Cruz, who only had, I think, three or four paid staffers. Jeez. Versus I, I just, just a minuscule yeah. amount of money was spent uh, in terms of what he did by comparison. Uh, it, it's a little bit scary. Tarrant County, which is Fort Worth, Texas, which has always been a bastion of conservative values. It's cowboy culture. That is Cowtown. Fort Worth, Texas has been, um, it's been, um, uh, God, it's been turned blue. And I got attacked on Twitter just yesterday by some guys going, don't you realize, why are you having these rallies and doing all these things over the election? Don't you understand? Tarrant County's turned blue. 
Well, we're going to turn it back if I have my way, because I'm not a purple kind of guy. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a guy that lives blue. I live pretty red, and I believe that the hair, you know, here's, here's the thing. Here's a microcosm of what's going on in Texas. Are you with me still? Are you still with We're me? We're still here. With we you. have an area of Fort Worth called the Fort Worth Stockyards. It is the historic Fort Worth Stockyards. Old buildings, lots of history. It's where the uh, meatpacking plant was. Slaughterhouses were there. Historically speaking, last 150 years, that's where the cattlemen came in. They did their business. They, they traded. They sold. They slaughtered. They, they bar- bartered. Uh, you know, they put cows on trains. They did all this. It was, it, was a, it was an epic center for the cattle industry and also sheep and pigs and anything that you can put in your mouth, right? Well, a lot of those buildings, they, were, they worked really hard to preserve the Fort Worth stockyards. And then a California company came in and said, okay, we want to buy a lot of this and we want to invest a billion dollars in here and we want to build new hotels. We want to renovate these buildings. People lost their freaking minds over this. There were things in there that needed to be updated and upgraded, but you go down there and guess what? The ISIS theater, which sat empty and was dilapidated for so many years, uh, at least the last 20 that I know of, is now about to be reopened. It's being renovated. There are new hotels down there. Buildings have been torn down. And I'm talking about buildings where the walls were falling Mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. And when I say the walls, I mean the exterior brick walls Mm -hmm. were falling down, landing on cars. Thank God nobody was killed. Um, they came in and they ran. People were losing their minds. Why? Because they said, we're losing our Texas heritage. We're losing our Fort Worth history. We're losing all of these things that have been so precious to us for so long. And now they're turning a blind eye to the Californization of Texas as a whole and just saying, oh, well, you know, great. We got Oracle coming in here. We got Tesla coming in here. We got all these. And you know who's at the, at the forefront of all of it, who's just acting like it is just hunky-dory and the best thing that could ever happen to Texas? Governor Greg Abbott. These are the kind of things that are starting to piss me off when I look at Texas because it is going, it is going to become California. And that's what we're looking at today. And I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to show it to you. And I'm going to tell you some things we can do to stop it. But, man, we are up against some major stuff. I'm just telling you, folks, Texas is not the Texas that Texans think it is Mm -hmm. anymore. It's not. And now Fort Worth has gone blue. It voted for Beto O'Rourke in 2018. It voted for Joe Biden in 2020. These are scary, scary times. I was in in a historic part of Fort Worth recently, and there were all these signs dedicated to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, and these are wealthy people in million-dollar homes. Uh, these are capitalists. These are people who live conservative but want you to live socialist or progressive or at least, uh, on the, on the, in the best case, liberal. Uh, and this is Fort Worth, Texas. Mm. This is Fort Worth, Texas. You know, one of the things that Joe Biden ran on, along with Kamala Harris and so many others, was because he was under pressure to stop fracking. I can't even tell you what's going to happen to the oil and gas industry. Gas prices are going to go through the roof with a Joe Biden presidency because that's exactly what they did when Obama was president. And, and people look at that and they say, hey, gas prices going up. That's a sign of good times for the oil and gas industry and the people who work in those fields. It will not be that way when it comes around this time. It's just not going to be. It's going to be an inflationary thing that happens. Uh, they're going to drive up the oil and gas prices, but the folks who are working in the oil and gas industry and those in the field, they're not going to feel it in a positive way. Just not going to happen. Oh, Whew. here we go, Texas. Here we go, Texas. And Governor Abbott, it's easy for me to make jokes, but I'm telling you, Governor Abbott is at the helm 
of so many things that are happening right here. This guy, I would love to know behind closed doors what in the hell he's done to get sold out to the way he has. He sold his soul at the crossroads to uh, the devil of progressivism, and it's disappointing. The almighty dollar. Almighty dollar. Mm. I mean, he spent his inauguration, he spent $1.7 million to have George Strait perform. Yeah. $1.7 million for a, a party. Yeah. Okay. And then on top of that, now I was kind of against Chad running for governor when he initially, you know, announced it and stuff. But after I found out Abbott, many of his staffers and stuff got six figure bonuses when he won. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, vote for Chad. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, you know, we, I, here's the thing. And I say this over and over again. People say, are you serious? And I said, I'm seriously in this conversation. And yes, as far as I know, you're going to tar and feather me if I weren't to run for governor, but I'm going to do it, you know, come hell or high water. You know, Steve said, hey, you might do this and it, it might not, it, you know, it might mess up what you're doing already. It may. But by God, I love this state enough to sacrifice some things. Hey, speaking of which, does it make sense that the same company who controls half of online retail also passively eavesdrops on your private conversations at home? That's horrible. What about the idea that a single company controls 90% of Internet searches, runs your email service, and gets to track everything you do on your smartphone? Big tech, folks, is more powerful than most countries are, and they profit by exploiting your personal data. It's time to put a layer of protection between your online activity and these tech juggernauts, and that's why I use ExpressVPN. I want you to think about how much of your life is on the Internet. Sadly, every site you visit, video you watch, or message you send gets tracked in data mined. But when you run ExpressVPN on your device, the software hides your IP address, something big tech can use to personally identify you. So ExpressVPN makes your activity harder to trace and sell to advertisers. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your internet data to keep you safe from hackers and eavesdroppers on your network. And ExpressVPN does all of this without slowing your connection. That's why it's rated the number one VPN service by CNET and Wired. What I like most about ExpressVPN is how easy it is to use. Download the app on your phone or computer, tap one button, and you're protected. So stop handing over your personal data to the big tech monopoly that mines your activity and sells your information. Protect yourself with the VPN I trust to keep me safe online. Visit expressvpn.com slash watchchad. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com. Expressvpn.com slash watchchad to get three extra months for free. Go to expressvpn.com slash watchchad tonight. We'll be right back. We're in Texas for now. <laughs> Texas as we know it. You know, Elon Musk, the guy's weird, first of all. But, but he's getting a lot of play these days because people are like, oh, he's been red-pilled. And he does say some common sense things. But on a personal level, the guy's weird. Have you ever read any articles about him and just kind of his eccentricities? And um, the His child's name was all I needed to hear or <laughs> yeah. try and read or transcribe. Yeah, he's a weirdo. Yeah. I read an article um, about him. It was an interview, and this was back before he got married, I guess, to his current wife or whatever their status is. And he had dated various celebs and, and, and gals. And then he'd go through these weird breakups. And then he was like, I can't be alone. And I just need to be with somebody. And it was very, like, doesn't live on this planet, planet eccentric, mm -hmm. which is kind of how a lot of those super smart dudes are, right? They're very cerebral. I know Glenn Beck. Uh, these, these people are weird. Uh, but I love them, right? You got to love guys like that. And so there's 
aspects to Elon Musk that I sort of respect. And everybody's like, oh, he's going to take us to Mars. Well, that sounds cool, but I, I, I never lost anything on Mars, right? <laughs> He'll take you there, but he ain't bringing you back. Might not bring you back. I, like, I have no desire to go to the moon. I have no desire. No. I get that you kind of are in this race. and Thank God there are those people who want to do those kind of deals. Uh, more power to you. You know, Cape Canaveral, uh, Houston, we, we've got a lot of... Um, we got a lot of places to launch rockets from in the country and to land them. But Houston, we got a problem. Uh, and it's and it's called Elon Musk. Now, I know it sounds good to talk about bringing these big California companies in here and employing everybody and creating jobs. And, oh, it's going to boost the economy. Yeah, but at what cost? Uh-huh. At what cost? There's a, there, let's take a little trip, okay? I want you to go with me. Um, Tons of little tiny Texas towns that are out there, stuff that people have never heard of. And I want us to take a little trip to a Texas town called Boca Chica, right? Just rolls off the tongue. Boca, Boca Chica. Chica. Uh, and, and most of these towns, I don't even pronounce them right, but it's the way it is. Sounds like Topo Chico, the yeah. water. Boca Chica. Boca Chica. So they got a population of less than 100 people. It's a tiny fishing village. It spills out in the Gulf of Mexico. Well, overnight, it's become the epicenter. The epicenter, guys of the new space race. And you have the residents of Boca Chica that are older, they're retirees, they sought out this lovely, quiet, yep. quaint community, a space to just enjoy their life and to keep it nice and quiet and be left alone. Which was a reality until Elon Musk transplanted the headquarters of SpaceX to Boca Chica. And now these people are living in a nightmare. So... As Candice has, has coined a phrase, and I love it, uh, he's kind of become a modern-day Willy Wonka. All right? You guys remember Willy Wonka? He appears to be this great inventor, this innovator. Uh, he's on the brink of making the world a brighter place, a more fun, exciting place. He's starting these conversations. You know, it's like we're seeing Star Trek unfold in front of our face. Uh, a genius beyond his years and time. But behind the curtain... The reality through the doors of the factory, there's another picture that's being revealed. You have a man that's stretched beyond his means. He's struggling to keep up the illusion. He's hell-bent on making his dreams happen. Listen, Elon Musk, here's a story most people don't know. He passed out the golden tickets for the residents of Boca Chica, offering them a tour of SpaceX, the very company that would bring chaos and noise to their small little community. So what he did, he brought them in. He toured them around the property. I mean, wouldn't you love to take a, wouldn't that be a cool little tour, you know? Like, it's like going to Willy Wonka's factory, right? You get to go tour SpaceX, you know? And, and it's cool. This, these are our neighbors now. So it shows them the technology that's going to help them colonize Mars. Uh, they're led into this conference room where they're told that a very special guest is going to come and talk with them. And guess who walks in? Elon Musk. Elon Musk comes in. He hands everybody a contract. Every Boca Chica resident that's in the, con in the conference room, he hands them a contract, just lays it out in front of them, and it's a contract to sell their homes at a very low price. Now, most of the people, being in the way they are, and in the same way that I would be, they walked out. because they, And they said, we're going to fight this futurism. Very cool little factory you got here, buddy, but not at this cost. We're not sacrificing who we are as Texans. We came here at a cost. We're going to stay here. We're not signing this. Well, since then, guess what? The residents of Boca Chica, they've been victims of explosions, damaged houses, rockets taken off, tests being fired, disruptive lives. 
They'll receive knocks on their door at 2 o'clock in the morning from a SpaceX representative who's warning that rocket tests are going to commence within the hour. Any damage done to their property is not going to be the fault of the company. Who cares if your dog gets PTSD? Uh, I mean, these are the kind of things we're talking about. This isn't the story of Boca Chica. This is the story of every small town in Texas, in this state, when Silicon Valley comes to town. So your neighborhoods, your local mom and pop shops, they will force you out in the name of the future. And guys like Elon Musk, they don't care. They will grind you to dust. You're just, if you're in the way of the cog of what is growing for the future, in the name of commerce, in the name of economy, in the name of technology, they will grind you to power. They'll use uh, powder. They'll use anything from eminent mm-hmm. domain to, to harassment, to forcing you out. And you say, well, well, what's wrong with bringing in these big companies? Aren't they going to create jobs for so many people? Well, maybe. But here's what scares me. You start bringing in these California Silicon Valley executives. These people who are the decision makers and all of their families. Well, guess what? They're Californians. They're coming in here with their same ideals. They're going to vote the same way they voted in California. And all you got to do is look at California for a minute to see that it's a shit show. Uh-huh. It's a shit show. You should um, send all the residents to California. In California, your shit show T-shirt. They all would proudly wear it. <laughs> no. Well, you have conservatives that are out there who yeah. are being screwed. And every time, every time at every show I do. Live shows. I always I do this joke about building the wall and I and I talk about what we're going to keep and what we're going to wall out and what goes back to Mexico and what's going to stay in America or what's going to belong to the new Republic of Texas. And I talk about keeping California. And every time I say we're going to keep California, people go, no, everybody shouts it out. No, California has been my most supportive state over the last few years. We do about 16 live shows there a year. And everybody goes, no. Oh, no way. And I'm like, no, no, you got to understand there's great people in California. Mm -hmm. Great people in California. They're getting screwed by the bureaucracy. So I make a joke. I say anything that sounds like it belongs in Mexico, we're going to give back to Mexico. So Los Angeles, (laughs) San Diego, San Francisco, De Los Sacramentos, uh, Oakland, which is the Spanish Ebonics. We're going to give all that back. Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> We're going to give all those things back, right? Uh, Bakersfield. <laughs> we keep Bakersfield. I was going to say, I like Bakersfield. I like Bakersfield, too. Shout out to uh, um, Kara. I was going to say, I got my first radio job offer in Bakersfield. Yeah, we do We do great stuff in Bakersfield. Love it over there. Um, anyway, remember the fact, Pat, Kara. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the... Uh, <clears throat> I always say, you know, these people are getting screwed by the bureaucracy. Gavin Newsom, he's a nightmare. Uh, Eric Garcetti down in Los Angeles, he's a nightmare. So many of these politicians have become little dictators, and they've taxed the hell out of it. They've had everything from fire problems to water problems. It's mismanagement in in so many different ways. Uh, Well, what you have in California is you have... Kind of the, the family mafias, if you will, of the Pelosi's and the Newsom's and the and all I could list all the names, you know, the, the, the Adam Schiff's, the Eric Swalwell's. I mean, this guy's sleeping with a communist Chinese spy for six years. There's a lot of bad stuff going on, uh, or at least that's the accusation. There's a lot of bad stuff going on in California. Uh, you look at it and you're like, ah, oh, Diane Feinstein. And so all you got to look at now, you're starting to see these dynasties of Texas governments being uh, perpetuated the bush family here in texas Mm -hmm. greg abbott has become a force to be reckoned with Uh, so many of these guys and you're looking at them and you're going is is texas were we ever right about what texas is 
Were we ever right? Were we ever? Have we been deceived this whole time to think that? And now we're just going to, you know, there you see Elon Musk sitting there, maskless, I might add, with Greg Abbott. And they're like, oh, just all smiles with each yeah, other. they're best buds. Oh, we're going to welcome Tesla and SpaceX into, uh, 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 uh. and nothing against the employees there. But when you start bringing in these California thinking decision makers, mm-hmm. it's just a matter of time before Austin spreads <sighs> like a cancer. Such a beautiful place, such a beautiful part of our culture historically, but it's become something completely different. It spreads like a cancer to the other parts. And so now we have all of these these wicked stepsisters. Fort Worth's become one, unfortunately. It's my home. Mm. Dallas, San Antonio, Houston, Austin, El Paso. It's crazy. I'm going to move to Argentina. Take us all with you. Can we do the show? (laughs) Can we broadcast Candace from Argentina? Is that a possibility? All right, let's go. Because of the wine. It's because of the wine. You like to drink wine every once in a while? If so, here's how to make that drink 10 times healthier. Down in Argentina, they make this really dark red wine from Albeck grapes. They grow them at 9,000 feet. They've lab tested these wines and found that they contain up to 10 times the level of longevity and heart health nutrient called resveratrol. Resveratrol's powerful stuff. It pops up again and again in studies on longevity, heart health, and brain health. And the wines contain 90% less sugar, fewer chemicals, fewer additives. Plus, if you love steak and barbecue, red wine has been shown to actually make red meat healthier. They taste great. They have notes of blackberry, leather, cherry, and smoke. And today, the guys at CowboyWines.com are going to give you 50% off their best Malmbecks, also 50% off shipping. Wine makes a great holiday gift, even if it's just a gift to yourself. Just visit CowboyWines.com today. Be right back. (laughs) You know, it's bad enough to start talking about Californians coming in here uh, and California companies to come in here. But here's here's, here's where it gets really scary. When you start shaking hands with companies from China, Mm. And bringing companies like Oracle in here and you start bringing Chinese businessmen and dignitaries in here and you start treating them like they are brothers in business, brothers in economy. Oh, no. Because what China touches, China controls. Right. If you go on, let's use Apple as an example. Company Apple. Apple is so dependent on China. There's a list of examples that are out there, but here's one. If I wanted to use a, a silly GIF, right, a little GIF, if I want a GIF file, if I want to make a GIF or find one of Donald Trump, you know, being belligerent or wearing a tutu or engaged in some kind of activity with Vladimir Putin, I do a I could do a search. Apple's going to pull them right up. If you do that of Vladimir Putin, going to come right up. Kim Jong Un, going to come right up. But try doing that with Xi Jinping or however you say his name. Xi Jinping, you try that. You will not find an image if you're using an Apple iPhone or whatever. You use an Apple computer. You will not find an image that mocks Xi Jinping. They won't do it because they know how dependent. They are owned. Their economy, the business economy is owned by China. So there's no question about it. China is our geopolitical and our economic enemy. Um. Um, China, in many ways, I hate saying this, 
owns America in a big, big way because we've become so China dependent with our with our wants and our needs. And and I know people I did a, uh, the Drinking Bros podcast, some of the Black Rifle Coffee guys and one of the hostess on there. He made the comment. He said, you know, I wish I could be more like my wife. She just goes ahead and says, well, we're owned by China. We're just going to live our life. Um, it's how we're going to live for, you know, for the rest of our days because China makes they're making all the decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes, she just goes on and lives with it. He goes, I don't like that. Well, I don't like that either. And I especially don't like it when it comes to Texas. So yeah. when I see pictures of these guys with Governor Greg Abbott, it, it, it's disconcerting to mm-hmm. say the least. Now, what do we do about that? It's easy to say we got to get the right people in office. It's easy to say we got to get the people in there that can't be bought. It's easy to say we got to get, but you know what? I liked Greg Abbott. I loved what I voted for Greg Abbott. Mm-hmm. I loved what he ran on. I love what he stood for when he ran for governor. Uh, here was a guy who wanted to keep Texas, Texas, right? And now you're posing with the Chinese. Mm-hmm. You're bringing in Chinese companies. You're bringing in California. You're allowing uh, this money to flow in to influence elections. God only knows if there was any fraud in the 2020 election coming out of Texas. Who knows? I was standing there in line to vote. This this was something that happened to me when I voted. I'm standing there to vote, and I uh, the people the young couple that was in front of me. Uh, the guy comes out walking. He's a pollster. You know, he's working there at the polls. And he says, if anybody has any questions about their registration to vote, you know, or if you want to see if you're in the right place, check with me. And they raise their hand. They said, you know, hey, this is our first time voting. Mm-hmm. And he said, he run, goes and runs their ID. And he comes out and he goes, you're not registered to vote. And they were like, oh, we're registered to vote. So they had to go through all of this stuff because I could hear it because they're standing in line in front of me. I had to keep coming back to them. And finally, he got the information. He goes, OK, we found your information. So those are the kind of things which raised the little yellow flags where I'm like, OK, there's some technical errors right. and there's some glitches that are out there. But now looking back in hindsight, I'm like, how many people were told, well, you're not registered to vote? This happens in Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they don't vote. They're discouraged from it. Fortunately, this couple and I don't know who they voted for. But this couple, they maintained the insistence that they had registered to vote, and they were not wrong. Because if you hear that and you're like, ah, these kids. Yeah. There's a website you can go on and you punch in your information, your name and your birthday. Yeah. pops up whether you're registered to vote that quick. Yep. And obviously these kids, they just assumed, and, and they had registered. But they had to go through an act of Congress to find that information. I encourage people to give. I encourage people to donate. It, it, it takes money to fight money. Um. And that's what we're up against. Uh, we're seeing a lot of that Obama money flood in here. We're seeing a lot of that progressive money flood in here. There are little things, you know, they, they want to, you know, AOC and the Rashida Tlaibs and the Ilan Omars and the Ayanna Presleys, they want to make socialism and progressivism something that happens today. The Obamas and the Pelosi's and the Schumer's, they play the long game. Those liberals, they play the long game. They have the same goal. And we're starting to see little by little this little spread of the cancer, these little cells that are happening in Texas, these little cities, and they're spreading, spreading, spreading. And people start, uh, you know, they're poisoned. They're, they're getting poisoned at the well, and they start, their brains start to change in terms of their values. And the more California you let in here, we've got to stop the flood. We've got to stop the flow. And I don't say that. The pe- I've already said the people of California, there's some good ones out there, some great folks out there just getting screwed by bureaucracy. But we got to slow the spread because here's what happens. You have guys like, uh, uh, you know, very likable guy in, in uh, Joe Rogan who moves to Austin, right? People are like, ah, Rogan's moving over here. But remember, Joe Rogan said that he thought that Bernie Sanders was the best candidate. 
little just little cancers that spread. Uh, then you have guys like Matthew McConaughey, who is a leftist, although he says he's a diehard centrist. He's not. By my standards, he's a leftist. He's a Hollywood leftist. Mm-hmm. But he hints around about getting involved in Texas politics, whether that's a run for governor or whatever it may be. Now, who doesn't like Matthew McConaughey? Everybody loves Matthew McConaughey. I mean, I mean, he can go out and make you. All right, all right, all right. All I mean, right. he can make you margarita, knock right. them horns off. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, th- those guys, you like, you love him. Like, the guy just sounds so philosophical whenever he starts talking. And you're like, I just want to hear everything he's got to say. <laughs> and so... You're just like, oh, and he's just good to look at, and he's, right. he's fun, and he's funny, and he just has a funny way of communicating everything about girls. Just McConaughey brothers, me and my brother Rooster, we just got to <laughs> University of Texas, you know, think about these high school girls. As I Quit, you're turning they, me on. They just stay the same age. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's little things like that, and you're like, well, who doesn't love that guy? He's so charming. Let's vote him in. He's got name recognition. Let's vote him in. Maybe he'll be something different. Mm-hmm. So you put a guy like that in office, and now you've made it okay to vote for a guy who is a leftist because you've made it more palatable. Mm-hmm. He's not a Bedouin Rourke who comes in there on his skateboard talking about, hell yeah, we're going to take your AR-15. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, we're going to take your guns. He's not that guy. So these little palatable things, you've got to be careful for stuff like that because it's coming, and it's so deceptive. Elon Musk, the guy who said, oh, man, he's been red-pilled. Oh, yeah. Ask the people of Boca Chica what that red oh, pill yeah. means to them when it says, here, sign over your home for this very, very low price of fill in the blank. These are scary times. We have to be careful of this kind of stuff. It's happening right now in front of our faces. Come on, Texas. I need you to be Texas. I need you to stand up. Don't California my Texas. Don't California my Texas. Don't let it happen, folks. Whatever means necessary, don't let it happen. I'm talking to you, Greg Abbott. We'll be right back. So there it is, folks. What's it going to be? People, you know, I've known people who come from other other countries and they love visiting texas right they're like you know i i've had friends from new zealand and australia they're like man people don't care if we came to america they just want to know did we visit texas yeah it's it is an amazing place uh i hope it remains amazing i hope that people will do what's necessary to call out the hypocrisy where it is um you know, I'm not a perfect human being by any stretch of the imagination. I don't pretend to be, have never acted like I am, but I love this state. And it's a close, you know, I've even been accused, uh, been accused of people saying, you're just using the state for your own personal gain and stuff like that. No, Texas has been good to me. Yeah, you love And I Texas. love this state. Yeah. I mean, I could live anywhere, anywhere. I could live anywhere. And I could do my job technically from anywhere. Mm-hmm. I love it here. Mm-hmm. This is home for me. I'm with you. Yeah. This is home for me. Uh, and you know, I love this state praying for it, encouraging people to get involved, man. I'm going to be at a a rally this weekend at the Dallas city hall. I'm speaking there two o'clock to four 30. We're going to have Colonel Allen West going to have, I just heard pastor Greg Locke. He texted me yesterday. He's going to be there as well as, um, our sheriff in Tarrant County, Bill Weyburn going to be there and numerous others so get out there come join us uh it's a stop the steal rally but we're we rallying the troops in dallas 
this weekend, and we'll take all the naysayers, whatever. Uh, we're here. We're in this fight. Go to watchchad.com for all the fun stuff. That's where it is. And follow Lisa Page Made Me Do It, Party Foul Nation, Party Foul Steve on Instagram. For Blaze TV, we love you. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time. And God bless Texas. Thank you.